Hello, everybody. I uh, just wanted to let you know that the Raising Money Summit is coming up in October on the 3rd through the 5th in Denver. And this has an amazing lineup. It has Adam Adams, Michael Blanc, Tim Bratz, Ellie Perlman, Alina Trigub, Kent Clothier, Jeremy Roll, Jillian Sadati, Corey Peterson, and Marie Miles, and more. If you want to be able to get in and get 25% off of your ticket for the month of July, if you use the promo code SPOTLIGHT, again, that is SPOTLIGHT, all one word. If you use that promo, you'll get 25% off of your ticket. Welcome to REI Spotlight. Your host is David Schwan, and today's guest is Rod Khalif. Rod, welcome to the show, and give us a little bit of your background. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me, buddy. Um, well, let's see. My background. I, inter- I, in- I immigrated to this country when I was six years old uh, from Holland with my mother, Zvancha, and my brother, Albert. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where uh, I lived for the next 30 years. And we didn't have much money. In fact, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school. And then finally, I got a job that paid enough where I could go buy my own clothes. And um, we, you know, I ate expired food, drank powdered milk, because that's all we could afford. And, you know, I'm sure you've got listeners that had it harder than we did, but I knew I wanted more. And my mom had an incredible work ethic. She, She babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she bought the house across the street from us. When I was 14, with the money she made babysitting kids in our house, uh, she bought it for $30,000 approximately. It might have been 31, 32, but somewhere around there. But three years later, when I was about to graduate from high school, she told me that it had gone up $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? Awesome. You, she made 20 grand without doing anything? So I'm, I'm going to get into real estate. So I became a real estate broker right when I turned 18. You could do it with education back then. Now you need experience. But I became a broker. And, you know, I was going to be rich in real estate. Well, my first year in real estate, I maybe made eight to $10,000. My second year, maybe ten dollars to $12,000. But my third year, I made well over 100000 And so what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10x my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy that taught me about the importance of psychology and mindset towards success. And you know, he taught me that really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your psychology and your mindset. Only 10 to 20% is the real estate stuff we talk about on our podcast. Definitely. So, um, you know, and, and then, then later in life, I studied Tony Robbins, spent 20 years following him around the planet, and that's his messaging as well. It's all about mindset and psychology. And fast forward to today, I've owned 2,000 houses that I've rented long term. In, in three states. I've owned multiple apartment complexes uh, in three states. Uh, I just, in fact, we just, by the end of this week, we'll have closed on a thousand doors in the last 120 days. Awesome. And, awesome. and um, in 2006, my network went up $17 million while I slept. Um, and that makes that 20,000 look a little small. <laughs> right, right. And, and, uh, and, you know, if you want to do the math on that, it's like $8,300 an hour, which of course I did. And I got a huge head. I thought, I thought I was a real estate god. I thought I could do no wrong that, that 
you know, that uh, I knew everything there was to know about real estate. Well, eh, uh, not the case. In 2008, I got crushed. Um, and I got crushed because I had 800 houses that were spread out about two hours north of me and two hours south of me and everywhere in between. Mm. And, and it was just logistically unfeasible uh, business model to have houses spread out like that. And I can dig into that if you like, but why that was unfeasible. But what was interesting in all that, while my houses were suffering through the crash, my multifamily did just fine. And, and that's one of the reasons I started my podcast, um, the Lifetime Cashflow Podcast, was because I wanted to get that message out there that, um, you know, if you're going to invest in real estate actively or even passively, um, make sure that it's multifamily, not single family. Um, and um, so... Actually, let me just take a second and explain why the single family didn't work because I'm Definitely, sure there's people. Please. I was, I, that, that was going to be my follow-up, but yeah. All right. All right. So, so the reason it didn't work were several reasons. Number one, most of my client, most of my properties were C properties, even C minus. They weren't D. They weren't the hood, but they were C, C minus. A lot of working class people, a lot of people in the construction industry, a lot of jobbers, okay, which fell off a cliff in 2008. It was like a light switch went off. It wasn't. I, I, was, I was there. I, I, I was at that. At one that day to the time, next. I was there. Right. And that's, that's what it felt like. Um, so that's one thing is, is those people lost work, okay? But some other things that impacted my cash flow were um, Florida has no state income tax. And so property taxes are much higher here than they were in like, for example, some of the other states that I own property in. So that's, so that impact cash flow. I, I had 200 houses up and down the coast and there were a lot of properties in wind zones, flood zones, which also impacted cash flow. And, and, um, so, uh, you know, that plus, uh, the big thing I think that, that, that hurt me the most was if, some, if I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, you know, everything's the same. The plumbing is all the same. So you can stockpile washers and things you need to, for, for, you know, inventory that. Uh, appliances are all the same. You can, uh, you, can, you can stockpile appliance parts. HVAC is the same. The hot water heater is the same. Everything's the same. Breakers, all, everything's the same. So it's easy to stockpile parts. And I could send a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes and he could get in and out in 30 minutes to an hour on a, on, a, on a call. Well, if I had to send somebody to a house that was an hour away or an hour and a half away, <clears throat> and I even had guys located fairly fairly locally, but, but a lot of times they had to drive an hour to get to a property. Then they have to see what's wrong because every house is different. Then they have to find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we'd have an account. And, and what would take an hour at one of my apartment complexes, by the time you know they go back, they see they need more parts, they got to go back again, which any, anybody's ever done any home repair knows that's how it works. Oh, definitely. And, 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 and it takes all day at a house versus an hour at an apartment complex. And that was the biggest thing. It was, it was just logistically unfeasible. Now, and so, so I'm not against houses. I think if you buy them in a close geographic area, I think they work. But why? Because it's so much faster and easier to ramp with multifamily. Instead, you know, it's the same amount of work. In fact, sometimes it's less work to buy a, a, a multifamily property, particularly commercial, because it's a team sport, than it is to buy um, a single family. So that's, again, that's why I started the podcast. The other reason is I hate asking for money. And, and I knew I was going to start investing again after, you know, I recovered from getting my butt. By the way, I lost $50 million in 2008. I call it a seminar. I don't call it a failure because I learned from it. But 
it was my largest seminar and yeah, yeah definitely that's okay and so it, it just you know it was I thought I was set for life and and it was very very painful it was very humbling to go from that I, I you know I had this I built this mansion on the beach 10,000 square foot testament to my ego that I built the beautiful home beach on one side boathouses on the back side and and I, you know, uh, throughout that period of time, I lost that. Um, and, and it was very, very humbling. Um, but again, <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the thing that I talk about in my podcast and I teach at my live events and wrote about in my book are what it took to recover from that, from losing 50, from losing everything. Uh, and for actually, actually, what it took to get there in the first place, but then what it took to recover from losing it all. And so... You know, if you'd like, I'm happy to expand on that. But oh, uh, that, that, that definitely you dig, okay. dig in, a, dig in a little bit more. I mean, you know, okay. uh, it's it's definitely that mindset of how do you not let losing fifty million dollars just drive you insane? You know, right. it, it, it takes a little bit to wake up in the morning and grab your boots and go. Well, I did it once. Well, uh, you, let's put our pants on, let's put our shoes on, and let's uh, let's let, let's get that, get moving. So, yeah, I'd, I'd well, that, that's 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 a, a, a not unrealistic view of of how it worked. And you know, I'll say this: um, I, uh, you know, I hid under a rock for a few months. No question. I mean, I truly thought I was set for life. I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. I, I thought I was set for life. But the thing that I didn't factor, um, well, well, let me back up. The, what, what pulled me back out was remembering what I wanted and as importantly, why I wanted it. And so, you know, that, that's just such a critical piece. And I'll share that with your listeners. Um, it's critical that you write your goals down. I, I'll, what I'll do, let me take a few minutes and I'll quickly describe a goal setting process that I do at my live events and also uh, talk, you know, that I, that I teach to my coaching students. Uh, if you if you're okay with that. Oh, David, oh, oh definitely. I mean, I, 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 goal, goal setting is one of my favorite things. So uh, yeah, okay. my listeners, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about that. So yeah, please. Okay. Share. All right. So, so what I'm going to suggest you do is pick an hour when you have a lot of time High, you're high energy. Um, you, uh, you know, drink some water, make sure you're well hydrated, and then just sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Okay. Um, you know, don't limit yourself, take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you'll get it. Like, like I said, you know, when I was 18, I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver. And <laughs> I just visualized it for 20 years. And I built that $8 million house, 10,000 square foot house on the beach. But it was unthinkable when I was 18. So take the lid off your brain. And if you if you want it or even have ever thought about it, I don't care if it's a yacht, a private jet, whatever it is, write it down. The houses, the boats, the cars, the jet skis, the planes, all the stuff. Write down all the stuff. Write down how much money you want in the bank in three years, how much money you want in 10 years. Write down, you know, how much net income you want in three years and how much you want in 10 years. You know, write down uh, um, uh, uh you know, everything you could ever possibly want, but then also include um, things that that maybe you want to do. Maybe you want to climb a mountain. Maybe you want to write a book. Write down all the things you want to do in your life as well. This isn't just short-term, short-term and long-term. You awesome. know, write down short-term goals, long-term goals. Write down, um, also write down what you want to learn. Like, like um, 
uh, I want to learn how to play the drums. I live in a compound now, and, and one of the buildings has a drum set my wife bought me, and I don't even know what end of the stick to use yet, but I'm going to learn how to play the drums. You know, I, I as far as things to do, I flew. I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane a few weeks ago. And I, 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 I seen that, and I, I I I applauded. I was like, look, hey, that's that's. I I love when you see somebody who teaches and promotes that part of it. When you when they go, hey, um, you know, here's me taking my own advice. Uh, I'm getting ready to. I, I I don't feel like I really need to jump out of this airplane, but. I need to, to do this. I won't ever do it again. Let awesome. me tell you that. But, but, <laughs> but it was one of my, it was my greatest fear and I used it as a teaching opportunity. I did a video about it, which you probably saw, but, but yes. you know, it was, it was an opportunity to teach, to practice what I preach, but, but you know, whatever it is that you want, write it down and, and, and everything you want to learn, you know, I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. That's on the list still. So whatever it is, you know, write it down. Also write down who you want to help. Um, you know, I, I bought my parents a house here in Florida uh, when they were alive. I bought my 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 mother still alive. My my, my father died, but I, a car. Bought him a car. Bought took him on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? So write that down. Maybe you want to do something in your community. Help the elderly. Help children. Help animals. Help the environment. Whatever it is, write it down. So it's everything you want to do, be, or have. It's not just the stuff. Yes. Once you can't think of another thing, and by the way, if you're analytical, don't analyze it. You can you can scratch <laughs> it out later. But write, just keep writing so you can't think of another thing. And what that does, by the way, is it triggers something called your reticular activating system. And it's that filter in your brain that subconsciously guides you to what it thinks you want to focus on. And the best example I can give you is when you first buy a car, you don't really notice them. But then once you buy the car, you see them everywhere. Oh, and yes, definitely. Before? Sure, they were there. You just didn't pay attention to them. So that's your reticular activating system. And it will absolutely help you achieve your goals. So once you've got your goals down, you can't think of another one. There's a, just a, a couple more steps. The next thing you want to do is you want to put a time limit on each goal. Write down how long it's going to take you to achieve it and just how many years. Uh, put a one, a three, a five, a 10, even a 20. Um, remembering that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in a decade. Like I said, I, I, to think that I could build that house when I was 18 was unthinkable, but I still wanted it. I knew I wanted it. So, so put a number by each goal, and then, and then there's just like two more steps. The next thing you want to do is you want to pick your number one goal. I mean that holy you-know-what goal that, that, my God, when I get this goal, it's just incredible. That goal. Pick that goal. Put it, pull it out and put it on a separate sheet of paper. Now, and if there's more than one that are equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. But pick, pick the juiciest goal you can imagine. Then pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper. So you've got four goals on a separate sheet of paper, your number one goal and your top three one-year goals. Now, this is where most people stop. In fact, most people don't even get this far. But what, what, what I want you to do next, because the goals are important, they will pull you and push you, but it's why those goals are an absolute must that's the real fuel. Now, the reason we're doing this, David, is, is so many people have fears or they have limiting beliefs or, or even worse, they're comfortable. And, yeah, and I think and, comfortable is the and, worst. <laughs> right. And, and, and the comfort zone is a warm place, but nothing grows there. Okay. And so if you want, if you want more out of life, you're listening to this, you want more out of life, you've got to get uncomfortable and you've got to push through any fear or limiting beliefs. And this is the fuel to do that. So you're going to write a paragraph 
for each goal why it's an absolute must, not a should, an absolute must for you to get that goal. And use emotionally charged words like incredible and massive and amazing because words are very, very powerful. You know, so we can, so my family and I can do whatever we want, whenever we want, go wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever it is for you, write it down because it's the why that's going to push you. So my kids can see what success looks like. So my wife can see what success looks like. So my, so I can retire my husband, whatever it is for you, write it down. The why is the fuel. Most Um, important, definitely. And then once you've got some positive reasons why for each goal, I want you to put some pain in there. And what I mean by that is what's going to happen if you don't achieve the goal and make it freaking painful. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my spouse. Make it painful because as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So use that. Use that thought of pain to push you and pull you and get you to take action. This is the fuel. So put that in there. You know, they did a, there was a nurse in, in, in Australia that wrote a book called The Five Regrets of Dying. This nurse dealt with hospice patients and, and, and asked the, the hospice patients five questions uh, about, about dying. And you know what the number one regret was, David? What's that? That people didn't live up to what they knew they could have. And, and we don't want regrets, my friend. So, so, so put some pain in there so that, so that you don't have any regret at the end of your days. Uh, All right. So that's the positive negative. Then the last piece is get pictures of your goals. In my office, in my exercise room, you'll see pictures of the things that matter to me now, but, but they really work. In fact, I'll give you some examples. Um, um, Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million that he kept in his wallet, and he would go up to the Hollywood sign, and he'd look at it, and that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber, okay? It might have been $15 million. I don't think the amount is not relevant, but it was millions, it's that, okay? It, it's, 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 having the, it's having that physical piece of, of, of commitment that you have in your hands on a daily basis. Like you said, I think one of the key things was is he put that in his wallet, so every time he looked in his wallet, it's like, look, you need to figure out how to make this check real. <laughs> That's right. He actually he actually put the put the check with his when his father died in his father's casket because uh, his father believed in his dream. It's a beautiful story. But that's one example. I'll give you some of my own personal examples. So when I was eighteen and I was going to sell real estate and be a rich real estate broker, I bought a four door car. It was a four door Ford Granada, and it was the ugliest freaking thing you ever saw in your life. <laughs> But I knew I, I needed a four-door car because I was going to show houses to families. Well, I worked with a guy that had a Corvette, and he let me drive it. And that's a key piece. If you want something, experience as much of it as you can. If it's a house you want, go to open houses, a houses like that. It's a car. Go test drive the car. You know, whatever it is. If it's jewelry, go try it on. Whatever it is. Because that experiential piece is really important. But I, I, I love that freaking Corvette. And he had two of them, <laughs> Let me drive one of them. So I got a picture. This is before you could spell internet. There was no internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, picture out of a magazine of a Corvette. I put it on the visor. I taped it to the visor of that four-door Granada. So every time I got in, it was right there at the bottom of the visor. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. I'm going to give you a couple more examples here, personal examples, David. But I don't want your listeners to think I'm bragging because – because I'm not, these things don't even interest me anymore, but they're great for well, illustration. It's, it, it's, it's, it's for my listeners. It, it, it's the, it's the fact that it's more the theory of the picture and visualizing than Rod 
you know, right. I always think about itself. It's just about it's it's the the concentration or the piece to take away from this is the visual visualization. Right. So, um, a couple car examples. Um, this was back at the time when the TV show Magnum PI was out there, and the actor's name was Tom Selleck, and he drove this gorgeous freaking Ferrari 308. I mean, I thought this thing was the coolest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. And so I got a picture of that actual car and put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a couple of years, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had pictures of the Lamborghini Countach with the bikini girls washing the car, all of that. I had oh, yeah. my when I was growing up. And what's interesting, if, I, if I'd have thought about it, I would have gone to one of my other buildings here and I would have gotten it. My son, because I have this model I'm going to describe, my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about 30 of them. And he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up, <laughs> which I wrecked, but you know, that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so pictures work, um, you know, and, and I had pictures of palm trees and things like that as it related to you know, that house on the beach that I wanted to build. So go out and get pictures. In fact, I'll share something with you. Since we're doing this on Zoom, I can show you something. I've got my planner right here. Let me just take the papers out of it so they don't fall out. But here's my planner I've had for 20 years, okay? I've had different covers and stuff. But in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. The first pictures are my gratitude pictures, are my kids when they were very young. Because everything starts from a place of gratitude. Um, so I've got pictures of my kids. But then there are the things that I wanted back then, like the houses that I wanted. And what's crazy is this top picture looks just like the house that I built on the beach. The bottom pictures look like the compound that I live in now. I live in a compound now. It's six buildings. I mean, it's spectacular. It's, uh, you know, I've got a giant main house. I've got a two-bedroom guest house. I've got a media building with a theater room and a conference center and on and on. I mean, it's a spectacular home. And because God's got a sense of humor... I can see my old house across the bay that I used to have. Uh, literally, it's right out my backyard. <laughs> I'm telling about. But anyway, here's the pictures before I ever got these places. It's crazy. Okay, the you know I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches, stupid shit that I don't care about anymore. I've you know the Lamborghini before I ever got it. You know the Rolls Royce before you know all these things that I got that I got because I had pictures. So, you know, I probably lost some of you analytical ones in this conversation, but I'm telling you, if you ignore this, you're making a big mistake because this is how I got back from losing $50 million and how I got there in the first place was well, focusing on exactly what I wanted and why I wanted it. Well, it, 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 it's that it's that pictures give you clarity. Pictures give you that, you, you know, it, it's like, look, you, you know, your, your eyes pick up on all those details that, uh, I mean, a picture is full of so many details that you can't write all the words to match the details of that picture. That's why the pictures are so strong is it's like you, you know, they, they, they say, you know, pictures is, is a thousand words and that's, you know, that, that is true. I mean, you know, so, so your, you, your eyes don't have to read pictures. They no, get and, and pictures. You're right. That what you just said is very powerful. Pictures give you clarity and clarity is power. Okay. And so, you know, like I've got vision boards now, I've got several of them um, in my office of the different things that matter to me now. And I, and I sit in the morning and I look at them and visualize having those things or creating those things with gratitude as if I already have them and very, very powerful. So definitely, definitely. That's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is, that is just amazing, amazing stuff, Rod. I mean, that, that Thanks, whole list, I mean, that's, that is that, that, that mindset and that goal setting and, and just, 
you know, it's, it's like, look, you put in the time, you put in the effort, but this is, this is your roadmap. I mean, you, you can't, you know, I mean, you can't get anywhere unless you, you know, if you haven't been there before, if you're trying to get someplace new, you better have a map because if not, you're probably most likely, uh, unless you get just complete dumb luck and there's not a whole lot of dumb luck out in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unless you get completely dumb luck, you're not going to get there unless you have a map and, you know, write down your goals. That is your map. And, 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 keep, them top, and, and keep them top of mind. So yes. that you're focused on them. But, um, you know, I, I do this in great detail at my live events. And, you know, let me just put a plug in. I do three-day live events about three times a year. And it's just me teaching for all three days. I don't bring in speakers to sell stuff. And um, and, and that's one of the first things we do is we do this long goal-setting workshop and, and wise and, and visualizing and all that stuff because that is 80 to 90% of this. You guys think it's the real estate knowledge, but it's really – Taking action with that knowledge is the hard is the hardest part, and so I spend a lot of time on that. and And what I'll do, David, if your listeners are interested, I'll give them a hundred bucks off if they put in your last name, S C H W A N, Schwan, S C H W A N. I'll give them a hundred bucks off a ticket if they want to come. And like my next one's in Baltimore. It's rodinbaltimore.com. But I think if you just put use Rod's boot camp, um, you'll get whatever event is next. I don't know when this is going live, but but. Uh, yeah, use use. I'll be happy to do that for your listeners. Hundred bucks off. Awesome, awesome, Let me give awesome. a couple of the resources. On my website, um, I used to give away a free book, and and I gave away twenty thousand copies of this thing. Uh, and my team finally said, "Hey, why don't you? Maybe you should make some money with it one of these days." <laughs> so I finally put it on Amazon. The the Kindle versions on Amazon. The live book actually goes live here in two weeks. But but the the physical copy, but. You know, so I wanted something else to give people. On my website now, I've got, you can buy this for 25 bucks. It's absolutely awesome book. I've got rave reviews on it. But if if you like free, on my website, I've got a multifamily workbook that is awesome that um, uh, will, uh, uh, it's kind of like a due diligence checklist. It's like 30 pages. I I humbly, I know it's the best in the business. So if you want that, go to rodcleef.com, K-H-L-E-I-F as in frank.com. And download that workbook. It's absolutely free. And there's lots of other free resources and books and videos and articles and just tons of great content to learn this incredible multifamily business that we're in. So, awesome. uh, again, it's rodcleek.com. Yeah, but definitely. Thank you for sharing it. And my listeners, just definitely hop on there. You know, it's look, education, uh, especially if somebody's giving you free education, take it, you know, especially. Well, that's what you're doing here, brother. Oh, oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, grab grab whatever education you can, and, and you know, definitely hop on Rod's site and you know, get 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 the information that he's given you. Uh, you know, never not, never looked a, a gift horse in the mouth. You know, just just take take the freebies when you get them. Hmm. For so, sure. So, um, let me say one other thing, um, uh, and that is. Uh, around goals that I just remembered, I forgot to mention. Okay. You know, I built that. I built that, and this is important for your for your listeners. I built that you know giant house on the beach. Uh, this that testament to the my ego really is what what it was. And I'll be honest, if I'm completely honest, that's what it was to prove the world I was good enough. And I built this thing, and it was mag. It's magnificent. I mean, three stories, um, giant waterfall out of the second floor into the pool. The pool was in magazines. It was just incredible. And the um, you know, 80 feet of glass that was 10 feet high and butt together. It was like you were living on the bay. And then on the other side was the beach and elevator and big spiral staircase to the middle. And 
I mean, just on the second floor alone, there was these aquariums that went around the staircase that cost $200,000 to give you an idea of the house, yeah. okay? <laughs> so, so I'm floating in the pool two months after I built it at night. My family's inside sleeping, and the pool's changing colors because it had fiber optic lighting. It's magnificent, warm water, and I'm floating up, looking up at this incredible home, and I got depressed. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm, how could I be depressed? I've just achieved yeah. incredible success by any societal standard. And I mean, I was really depressed. And so I'm like, you know, I got to fix this. And I went out and bought some books. And one of them was a book by Tony Robbins. Um, you know, I got Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar at the time. These were the books that, you know, get motivated yeah. again. And, and when I look back on it, I realized there were two things happening at that time that caused me, and that's why I want to share with your listeners before we move past the goal piece, is there were two things happening. And one is that you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Because for me, it was like, what do I do now? I've just achieved this thing. It's like, what's next? Like the good book says, without a vision that people perish, you need a vision for the future. And I didn't have one. So that was one thing that was going on. But the second thing that was bigger was I had been totally focused on Rod. Rod, 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 Rod. Show, you know, it was all about me. Show the world I'm good enough. Prove the world I'm good enough. And I went and saw Tony. And and by the way, as a shout out, if you ever have an opportunity to see Tony Robbins, just do it. Thank, Trust me, you'll thank me. I spent 20 years following him around the planet because his technology is incredible. But that first event, I saw that he fed families. And he's fed tens of millions of families now. Okay? And... And I'm like, that's really cool. So he feeds them for the holidays. He does what what he calls basket brigades and uh, gives them a whole holiday meal because somebody did that for him when he was young. So I'm like, you know what? I came back. I'm going to feed five families. So we bought the food. We did it for Thanksgiving back then. So we bought frozen turkeys and we do it for Christmas now. But and, and, and the third family, we, we went to a church, found out, you know, who really needed help. Definitely. The third family changed my life. I woke up to this door, and this place was a, excuse the expression, shithole. It was really <laughs> bad, okay? The one-bedroom shack, just really bad. Five kids with their mom lived there. Mom with five kids. Oh, wow. She comes out. She sees the box of food, the turkey, I t- t- gifts for the, for the kids, she starts crying. Her kids come out. Some of them start crying. I start crying and I'm hooked. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm blessed to say, you know, I've now fed over 65,000 children for the holidays here in Sarasota and Manatee County in Florida. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done tens of, you know, probably 20,000 teddy bears um, given to local police departments for their officers to keep in their cars. And I don't tell you this to brag. I tell you this because what had happened, and Tony talks about this, he calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. I had achieved, but I wasn't fulfilled because I was totally focused on Rod. And so I just want to invite your listeners to, 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 to be aware of something, and that is success without that piece, giving back in some fashion. You don't have to do anything as grandiose as I did, but success without that piece is not success. So make sure that you incorporate giving back in some fashion, even if it's teaching someone else this incredible business. Make sure you incorporate that as part of your your business model because it, success without it isn't success. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the key pieces. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's always, you know, reach back and give somebody a hand up, you know, it, it, it's, it's pay it forward, you know, help somebody else along the way. And, you know, and you don't have to wait till you get to the top of the mountain to do that either. You can start, you, you can start that every day, you know, you, people can start that now. It's like, look, you, you know, something, you know, more than, you know, it's kind of like the law of look, a, a, a second grader is a genius to a first grader. You know, so even even if you're, you know, even if you haven't gotten to your ultimate goal or, or gotten that high up on the ladder, you still don't, you, you know, it's wherever you're at on the ladder, there's somebody underneath you and just always give them a hand up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got two hands, one for yourself and one for someone behind you. Yep. Yep. Any other questions, my friend? Um, I, actually, uh, well, I guess you kind of covered the big, uh, giving back piece, which that was, uh, uh that, that's usually like one of my, uh, you, you know, that's kind of one of my wrap up questions is, is, is to give that piece and, um, you know, uh, it, it, which you just kind of really covered on the, on that last segment, but, uh, you know, and, and I also wanted to give you props that, uh, you know, uh, another thing that you, you know, you have impressed and helped especially me is the fact that with uh michelle opel you know that the whole you know helping her out and, and i'm kind of excited to oh see thank you where, yeah where, that's, where that goes that's that's awesome, that's awesome. And, and yeah she uh we're actually doing our second coaching call today and i'm i'm doing it live on facebook so so that other people you know the first one was on the podcast and the second one i'm just going to do them live on facebook so other people can watch and follow along and learn and grow as well so i'm really looking forward to that that's that's today at 3 30. awesome uh, awesome I don't know when airs, but that's that you know uh but i'll be doing that regularly and they'll be on my facebook page which is rod cleef official if you want to go back and watch them so you can kind of see what i'm taking her through to learn this business yeah, that's about what I say this. This this uh, you, you know, probably be uh, three or four weeks before this hits, but they can mm -hmm. definitely. My listeners can go back and and, and rewind on on the Facebook and and, sure. and find those. So that'll be that'll be awesome. Um, well, Rod, it has been an amazing uh, an amazing interview. I mm -hmm. appreciate it so much, and uh, I just uh, I just appreciate you hopping on here. I appreciate the value that you've given my listeners, and it, it's just been amazing. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, thank you, my friend. It was a lot of fun, and 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 I'm sure you're going to knock it out.